Hi guys! Finished the latest podcast last night. Nate, of course, Far and Away is like, Far and Away, the best Irish movie of all time. Uh, it is, oh God. You know what's so annoying about it is that it's uh, it was actually filmed in probably the most beautiful place in Ireland. And then you've got those two fucking Egypts making such a hames of the accent. Um, yeah, and like I always say with Irish movies, we've got so many good Irish actors. I don't know, we don't really need to use anyone. Anyone from outside the jurisdiction. Um, but yeah, uh, loving the pods lately, loving these movie like top 20s. But before I go, because I'm up the freaking walls with work, um, even worse than Tom Cruise, I don't know if any of you have seen P.S. I Love You. Sam, I'll hazard a guess that you have. Um, Jared Butler, who is Scottish, as I'm sure you all know, played an Irishman in that. And oh my good God, that was actually worse, worse than Tom Cruise in Far and Away. And you would imagine being Scottish, it would be very, very easy to pick up an Irish accent, but apparently not. If you haven't seen it, even just try and find a clip of it on YouTube and you will see what I mean. Have some fun with that call. Thank you, Sinead. What happened to us with Nate, Sam and Hugh? And we are here. International edition. Exactly. We had a lovely message this morning, as you guys heard when this came in, uh, pointing out the points that Nate had made um, and the downfalls. All-time, all-time bad uh, Irish accents. And then to throw another one on the fire, like I was a bit insulted, though, that she did not assume that you and I had seen P.S. I Love You. <laughs> I... It should come as no surprise that I own P.S. I Love You. I have seen it more than once. That's my own problem because I do love the horrible accent of Gerard Butler. Um, yeah, uh, which is funny because um, he also accent. So yeah. like he's uh, I like Gerard Butler, yes, but like he's 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 not he's he doesn't need to be he, doing it. No, he's a he's an attractive man. Yeah, uh, he can get he can get away with it. But I was, but it, it occurred to me. Send does he? I was trying to remember of him actually using the Scottish accent. Oh, he. It's um, like one of those Christian Bale situations where if you go back and think about it, Christian Bale's used his real voice. No, that's why everyone was highly when confused he was during the Oscars. Kid, like it, I think Empire of the Sun, he probably. Did. Oh yes, he was, he yes. was a kid. He was a kid. But yeah, he and. Um, fair like we, we just uh you know this come up a lot but con farrell for the longest time there's accent right he's done so many irish movies since that people are like on to it but like when he you know remember when farrell really blew up in the mid-aughts yeah when he was in swat in miami vice and like he oh, was like, going, like what was the outlaw the the cowboy movie with all the guys uh, like Amer- american out like it was like the mtv version of uh the jesse james story it's called american outlaw yes also own that i yeah, also oh, own course, that great movie uh yeah but he was doing all these american roles and he kind of came out of nowhere and everybody he was like the id actor right and people heard his real voice and they're like really i was yeah. one of those people when i heard him do the irish accent i'm like oh, what the f- 
And then the first time I can think of him using the Irish accent on camera was um, in um, Daredevil. In Daredevil, wasn't he? He, he kept. Didn't he have his Irish accent? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. he did. Uh, was Bullseye? Was that the name of the character? Yes, it is. Um, but he rare. But but Christian Bale. I mean, you you have to go back and think. Like I don't think he's ever used the Welsh accent that I can think of. Um. You're right. People were like, when he accepted awards, and people were like, "That's what he." Same with um, Hugh Laurie's another one, just because of House, I, which is weird with Hugh Laurie because he's was very famous for. I mean, I guess you had to if you watch Blackadder and those shows. Yeah. But like House, people were like, "Oh wow, he's 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 British." It, same with uh, Bulls. Oh, so you, just so you know, Bullseye was the first character that allowed him to use his Irish accent. Okay. It he, now is I don't know the comics. Is Bullseye an actual Irish character? I don't believe so. I believe he We're like just like have fun with it. Fuck it. Yeah. Um. Kind of in the same way that um. Uh. It got me thinking. Like hearing Sinead's message and ta- you know, we were talking about just you know the incredible, all, incredibly awful Irish accents from American actors. Like you know, just having that conversation with her, we you know we discussed. Uh, uh, she, although I was shocked, I we I mentioned uh, Gangs of New York to her, and she actually said that it was Leo's and Cameron's weren't that bad, really, because they, there was that there was that added wrinkle of you could argue the characters within the movie are Americanized Irish people, so their accent might get a little muddled over time. You could make that argument. Um, yeah. Uh, some other ones that I actually looked up a list of like because I was I was trying to think of some other ones and there were some ones that just jogged my memory that I totally forgot about like uh, Julia Roberts, Our Lord, 1996 had two separate movies where she played an Irish woman. Julia uh, one Roberts was called Mary Riley. Oh yeah, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Yeah, Mary Riley, the 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 writer, right? The, no, the Mary Riley was like she was like the nanny of uh, what was that movie about? She played like the nanny of like Bram Stoker or of something. Right. It was, it was like a, it, it wasn't like a big budget movie, but it was like she was totally miscast. Like she could not do an Irish accent. And then she was also had a part in Michael Collins, the, uh, oh, the, the, the famous, famous Irish Revolution movie yes, or Civil War. Let me, re- let me rephrase that. Yes. Yes. Not American Civil War for, for all our, uh, people don't even know there was an Irish Civil War. Still kind of is. Well, yeah, that's well. If it, depending on if you consider Northern Ireland and Ireland, you know they are. Oh uh, God, that that whole thing, oh, the whole Protestant. Leah, Catholic but you know, thing, you don't yeah. want to go up toe to toe in a biopic, a of a very famous Irish uh, historical character who's played by Liam Neeson. And yeah, that with your weak ass Irish accent. Well, he's Northern Irish. Though, he's, okay, sure, similar accent though, right? Uh, I mean, it's it's okay. Well. Like any, is, is, and, and this is going to be something that I'm sure will piss Sinead off me saying that. But isn't it sort of on par with a dialect of an Irish? Like, no, I mean the the, the dialect. Like, okay, that's that's a like you. It's like if you're from a different region of the country, you're going to have a different kind of accent. Like Sinead will say this. Like the Northern Irish have a much more nasally kind of thing, a quicker tongue too. They speak quicker and a, a bit mousier. I would. That's how I would put it. I think it's the best way I can describe it. She might agree. We'll get another voicemail and see if I'm yeah, incorrect about an angry this one. one. An angry uh, one. I doubt. I doubt it'll be angry because it's Sinead and she's never very angry. Um, but the um, but on the flip side, uh, so so oh, and another one that was on the list before I forget 
and I totally remember this movie, but it was listed as the number one worst accent ever by an American actor is uh, Tommy Lee Jones in the 1994 movie Blown Away. Oh, do you yes. That? Yes, I do. Fantastic played, movie. Like, he played like, like an, I believe, IRA. Yes, he was. Um, IRA bomber. Yep. And But but in the yeah in the U.S., and he was like an arsonist bomber, like yeah. just doing terrorist acts in Boston. And uh, Jeff Bridges played like a bomb expert, like right. cop, who was like, they, like they were going head to head. And his, his accent was... I mean, he was going straight leprechaun. Yeah, it was so over the top. Yeah, um, and it was terrible. But you said, but again, all those actors we just named—they're good actors. They just can't do the accent. Sometimes, it uh, was, but who was the one that just kind of gave up? Kevin Costner gave up about halfway through. Yeah, he was just but like, got, bless his heart. I mean, at least he acknowledged he just gave up. And honestly, if you watch the movie, do you really notice? Like by the end, you'd have to be yeah, told you don't care. like. You just don't care. Just... Um, but on the on the flip side, so I was like, um, ooh, oh, and then another one I mentioned uh, that I totally forgot about is Chris O'Donnell. And uh, Chris O'Donnell is a uh, all star of terrible uh, accents of the Isles because he uh, terrible. Um, I don't even know what accent he was going for in uh, Three Musketeers because he was playing D'Artagnan, who should be French, uh, but he was doing like a British accent. Uh, that was terrible. Mm. Uh, I don't know what he was going for there. Uh, but then, uh, even worse so, was him in the movie Circle of Friends with Minnie oh, Driver. Oh, that was bad, yeah. That was terrible. Bad. And honestly, I'd, I'd have to hear an, like, an Irish perspective. I don't know if Minnie Drivers was good in that. I just remember at the time, I didn't know, that was the first time I'd ever seen Minnie Driver. Like, so I didn't know she was not Irish. So looking back, I don't know how good or bad her accent was um but but his was awful but then on the flip side uh oh, what were you gonna say oh i was like the 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 mary riley is where she falls in love with dr jekyll oh and okay. the i knew it, i knew high. she i knew she took it was like and she was like a nanny or a housekeeper or something right uh, like it was yeah i think she was like dr housemaid she was dr. falls Jekyll's, in love with like, dr jekyll yes yes i knew it had something to do with a literary figure i just couldn't remember what mm -hmm. um but yes her accent is terrible um, but on the flip side, I was like, okay, but, but, it, you know, we, we'll get, we give the American actors some shit, but there are a lot of British slash Irish actors who can't do American accents for shit. Uh, oh. there are plenty of those. Like, I mean, Colin Farrell's an example of someone who does an amazing one, but, um, how Liam Neeson's American accent is quite bad. Um, like he just sounds like Liam Neeson. Yeah. In fact, I don't care. In fact, I, it, I don't care. It was a, it was a, no, I don't either. It was a joke in um, that uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane talks about and, and Liam Neeson talks about is that it, it was a bit in a Family Guy episode, mm. uh, like one of their one of their cutaways was Liam Neeson, boy, but he could only do it in Irish accent. So the joke in within Family Guy was this Irish cowboy. Right. And that's why Seth MacFarlane wrote the character into A Million Ways to Die in the West, where Liam Neeson played the, the villain, Irish cowboy, an Irish cowboy. And because Liam Neeson thought the joke was hysterical. Mm -hmm. So he went all in in the movie being like, OK, I'm going to play a cowboy who just is Irish for inexplicable reasons. Um, it makes sense, actually, if you just think about it in general. Like, yeah, I mean, not that there. I mean, there's. Why couldn't there be an Irish cowboy? Exactly. I mean, hell, the end of Far and Away is them ending up in the West. So you know, what, what's what's the stretch? You know. I'm like, there is no stretch with that. You know. No. But, but I was think I was thinking of some other actors. Like, uh, I had to jot them down because they were coming to me. I couldn't think of many Irish actors who can't do American accents because I couldn't think of many that even 
do you know i couldn't think of that many but like i don't know if chris o'dowd does an american accent no no that's funny you say that because it was kind they never i mean there's again there's no reason why an irishman could not be i don't even remember where bridesmaids took place like what where it was supposed to take place like what state or i don't remember probably california um, but, I, I I don't the city didn't really make it didn't matter within the movie so it, it wasn't like pertinent to the story but there wasn't really an explanation of why an Irishman was a cop in this small town it just took place in a small town and it was probably just because O'Dowd could not do an American accent so he's like fuck it I'm just gonna I'm just gonna speak yeah no um but uh, another one who you know again not I these I, and I feel bad lumping them all in together, but there are a lot of Scotsmen and, and Englishmen who cannot do American accents uh, yeah, who are, who are good actors. Like, um, like um, we always, I think we've mentioned it before, but Charlie Hunnam, Charlie Hunnam cannot do an American no. accent. Every movie he's ever tried. He like I, Pacific Rim's one of my favorite movies of all time. He is struggling with that accent. Same movie. I, uh, Idris Elba is the same way. Idris Elba cannot do an American accent. He just he he rolls back into his normal accent. But he's Idris Elba, so you're like, I don't care. Just talk however you want. It doesn't matter. I I just found another list yeah. of Americans doing Irish accents terribly wrong, and one of them is quite hilarious. And you don't exactly. think about it. Too. Michael J. Fox. Part oh, as his his uh, ancestors in yeah. Back to the Future Three. True. Uh, True. I think it wasn't that it seems like they were trying to be a little campy there, right? Like other ones we forgot. Richard Gere in the Jackal. Oh, I forgot about that. And one last one. And oh two actually, two. One not surprising that he would be bad at it. And that would be Brad Pitt in uh, in uh the Devil's Own. Oh oh yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. And then you had Meryl Streep. Would that what was she? Who was she? Uh, oh God! Uh, I'm gonna butcher this one. I apologize already. Um, dancing at Lunasa, I want to say Lunasa. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she's honestly, I, if I I can't think of every off the top of my head, I certainly cannot think of every Meryl Streep movie. But no. I, the only other one I can think of that she did an accent was Sophie's Choice, where I believe she was Polish. I don't know. I can't uh, probably. And that was okay. But yeah, again, it's these are uh, top-notch actors. Another well, one who can't do an American. Brad Pitt's a solid actor, but top-notch. Solid. Well, yeah, but now we have to call him an Academy Award-winning actor. What do you? Uh, oh. they can't. They can't take. They can't take that away from. No, him. they can't take it away from many people who've won Oscars, can they? Uh, and then no, no, we always Cuba Gooding Jr. For the end of time, we have to refer to him as Academy Award-winning actor Cuba Gooding Jr. Now, here's a question um, I want to ask you because I'm like, if you get Best Supporting. Do you feel like it's like the, you know, that's like the, the that's kind of like the side gig of acting? It, uh, well, except sometimes, I mean, that I, honestly, on the on the flip side, you could argue that that sometimes if a supporting actor is so good, it makes the movie. This is very true. You know, support, like, okay, back to Gangs in New York. Oh, the butcher. Very much the su- supporting actor, but he. Made, you know, he's the one you remember Yeah, from that movie, even though he was, you know, hell, I mean, so so if, if a supporting role is that good that, you know, I, I think it, I, you know, I don't even know exactly what the rules are exactly between supporting and act, like what if there's a limit to screen, there's no minimum screen time for no. supporting, obviously, because they're like famously Dame Judi Dench was in the movie for seven minutes. 
uh, I thought it was in, five. Uh, was it Shakespeare in Love? Yeah, and and she's not even the shortest. There, there is actually there have been Academy Award winners in shorter than than Dame Judi Dench. Mm. Um, but uh, oh god, what what was I've already, I've already oh uh, no no we were just saying like how an a, a supporting actor can make a movie more so than the actor, yeah. actual actors oh. did. Oh, but oh no, no now I know what I was gonna say. Um, Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, I can't think of an, I can't think of a movie where he used his real accent. Oh. He's all over the place. He's all because he uh, maybe the last movie he made that that uh, Paul Thomas Anderson where he was the tailor something thread oh the uh, uh, invisible I think thread that was his, I think that was his real accent but everything else he's all over the place um, which is I mean, that's just a testament to his acting ability but the actors I was think I was thinking of who are from England Scotland Ireland who cannot do American accents again it's a list of very talented actors Emma Watson terrible american accent even though she plays an american in my favorite movie uh, my favorite movie Perks Perks of Wallflower. Wallflower. yeah her accent's terrible it always slips back into british daniel craig daniel craig can all the only times he can do a passable american accent is when he goes over the top like when he plays oh, the, um, the the detective like, out yeah yeah like when it's i don't even know what that accent's supposed to be it's just southern gentleman like it's just so over the top it's, it's uh what's um, his face the horn the the, the chicken from uh hanna-barbera Oh, um, is it uh, Hanna Barbera? Uh, whistleblower. No, I, I know what you. Or Foghorn. I, I can't think of something. Foghorn. No, not Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, Foghorn Leghorn was the. Oh no, I guess it could be Foghorn Leghorn. That's Foghorn right. Leghorn. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but like, I'm like how I'm so, like um, whistleblower but, Foghorn. There we go. You and McGregor. You and McGregor. Go back and watch Moulin Rouge. Terrible American accent. Like he slips so much. Um, which is fine, you know. Whatever, he's still a good actor. It's just that it's a, it's a tough thing. What can you do? I just, I just find it funny. We we get this one voice thing, and we're like, we're just gonna dive right into this bad accent. Yeah, no, no explanations yeah. for the show. Just like we're here today, folks. Yeah. Deal with this. This is a rabbit hole that started a text thread, which I'm like, I yeah, just noticed yeah, that there were eight more texts, and I'm like, oh, I'm behind there. Been dealing with things. I mean, but you know what you're listening you're you're stuck here you're gonna yeah this is what this is what, this is what we do i think I mean, people what, enjoy what, this what do you want to talk yeah i mean what are you gonna what are you gonna do instead of listening to this go on twitter no twitter's broken yeah what the hell is going on there like when you sent me that you're like i can't use twitter like yeah yeah did the did, rate rate exceeded limit it, he's such a so is that a permanent that. thing or is that uh-huh. just kind of like a they're it's, trying to it solve is, something they're walking. It was clearly. It was a very transparent attempt to uh, to try to get. You know, he, he people were very confused when it happened, as was I, because normally when a page won't load, it's because Twitter's down. Right. You know, like it'll usually say tweets not loading right now. This rate rate limit exceeded was confusing, and it and and, and then I started like looking into it, and it, I think this all happened like on Saturday or something like that. Something like um, that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it was clearly an attempt by that they he released a statement or tweeted or something trying to make the excuse that he was they were trying to prevent data scraping was the term he used, which is like when they kind of like harvest your your info from tweets. Except that it, the excuse like a lot of like data analysts came like jumped in and were like, "No, he's full of shit," because you you don't scrape from your own like he's. People were saying like you don't data scrape from your own app. That makes no sense. It was just obvious that that Elon was trying to get more people to pay. Right. So like he so the the original rule was that you could only 
you know, normies that are not Twitter blue could uh, only view 600. It was so weird, 600 posts per day, but nobody's really sure what that meant. Like if I scroll, if I scroll down real quick and, and fly through 10 tweets, is that count towards my 600? Right. And evidently, yes. Uh. Um, but like if you, so, so the first day it was 600. And then, and then once you hit that limit, you would ju- you wouldn't be able to refresh. It just said rate limit exceeded, and you wouldn't be able to look at Twitter for the rest of the day. Um, but he, and he announced a statement saying to prevent this data scraping bullshit that he was making up. It was normies can do six hundred. If you're a new u- new user, which yeah, I don't know what the definition of it, three hundred, and then if you're Twitter blue, six thousand. But then he walked it back within twenty four hours because of the blowback, and he raised it to eight hundred. And then within a day, maybe two, he raised it to a thousand. And now since then, I have not had it pop up again. So I think it's just secretly gone. And he just he that thing where if anybody questions him about it, he'll just say, "Oh, we fixed it. See, we fixed it for your safety." He's just doing that bullshit. I can never be wrong thing. Oh, very just like the, the very, that... very Trump thing. Um, but it was so obvious that's what he was doing. Um, but it's it's what's funny is that it's. Uh, the you know we talked about last week with his fight uh his 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 ongoing feud with zuckerberg but now it's kind of hitting a, a boiling point because the uh, uh meta's twitter new twitter there's new twitter being released that's, right that's met, meta's it's called twitter uh meta threads right so it's going to be of essentially twitter yeah um but with and it's within instagram it, it, so or- yes yes uh and but it, so it's going to be the main it's going to be competition and um, it comes out tomorrow. And actually, there have been some reports. It might actually get, get soft launched today if you look into it. Um, but it's so so. Elon's obviously very threatened by it. He should so be. They're, they're, fuck- they're going back. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because they because by you know, Elon loves his free speech talk. Oh, even though he's, yeah. He's no way about free speech. He's only he he's you know. Zuckerberg he, he doesn't only, care about any of us. He just, no, but the thing and the thing that they're fighting back and forth, which is a fair fight. I, honestly, I kind of agree with Elon. Is that that Zuckerberg's making no, but he's he's not even lying about it. That they're going to harvest so much of your info, like they do for Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Now they're so essentially this new Threads is going to be like Twitter if Twitter stole all your personal info, which yeah. some people might be okay with now because Twitter's become such a cesspool. They might be like, no, that's, I'm okay with I'm okay with you take because honestly, Zuckerberg already has our info. Yeah, I know. At this point, I'm like, what's the point? Like, like you already have it. At, from this, at this point, I don't care. So if Threads is going to be better than Twitter, I'm, I'm all in. Aboard. I'm like, I'm okay. Like, I, I was hoping Blue Sky, I'm like, so I have a friend on Twitter who's in the Blue Sky verse, and they're like, does anyone want an invite? I'm like, yes, please. I want yeah, it. That's, and I, I, so the whole thing with Blue Sky was that the, this whole invite only thing was mostly because it wasn't necessarily because they were trying to make it that exclusive. It was because they were still in beta. So they, they couldn't, it couldn't function with millions of people joining at once. Right. Uh, but, but, but that was months ago. So it's like at this point, especially how is the, with the way Twitter's been spiraling, you'd think the blue sky folks would be on it to try to get this opened up. I'm sure they better. have been on it. It's just like, they're like, well, yeah. shit. And meta has the foundation. They have the more money. Yeah, no, Meta. Yeah, that's why I think meta. Will, and that's why uh, Elon sees, meta, sees this threads as a bigger threat than, uh, uh, because everyone's already yeah, in, the, Everybody's already on it. Yeah. Like more people how many are people do you know? Yeah. I, I mean, people have dropped Facebook over the years, but I I not a lot of people drop Instagram, even though they still steal your info. Yeah. But like for whatever reason, Instagram skated on the whole like cesspool that Facebook became. 
mostly I think it has a lot to do with like people were upset about like the skewed politics on Facebook about how people were getting bumped up same way with Twitter like certain views were getting bumped up uh, they uh, were the paying they... they were able to pay for uh, just they were taking Nazi money yeah 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 and, that's what and, it was in, and they had Instagram no problem with sort it. Of, Instagram sort of skated on it a lot of because you know it's, it's harder to do there's not a lot of politics also involved in Instagram. People just posting I, stupid photos. There is in the shorts and the reels and things like that. They, you know. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. And I, I finally, uh, I, I, it was an easy fix. But like, I was get, I, Instagram became like almost unusable to me because of the way that it was curating your your timelines and everything. Oh, my algorithms, all kinds of like, oh. everything was out of order. And I would find myself liking. A, I would like see something you posted and like it, and I'd look down. I'd be like, shit, that was from six days ago. I'm gonna look like I'm gonna look like an idiot just liking something from six days ago. I don't think that's um, how that works. For but me, then I realized if me, you go, I'm like if you go up into the corner the corner, kind of the way Twitter used to be, you can flip it to most recent. Mm. There is a way to do that. So once I figured that out, I'm like, okay, we're good. And I I still I like to watch people's stories. I don't actually scroll through people's posts. I like, you know, I'll just scroll through stories because it's so easy. Yeah. Um like but as yeah, soon as I started see, watching that, I'm like, this is a new addiction I don't want. And like then there's like the algorithm stories that pop up and I'm like, I'll accidentally kick on that. That, that takes me into interesting spots. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, and, uh, you know, as a male and having Instagram for so long now, it's like your algorithm. It's not like I fought like, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing that pops up there from time to time. I'm like, I'm a guy. I did. did there's, there's a girl in a bikini for some odd reason. I don't follow this person, but they're there. Yeah, that happens. That and I'm happens. like, I was, I was told, I'm like, that is not, that is because you've, you've watched those things. I'm like, they're there. I'm like, it just, yeah, I'm not blind. Yeah. And then, it, and then it's, it snowballs from there. Cause yeah, like you said, you see that, that, that pops up on your feed. You look at, and then all of a sudden 10 more pop up because yeah. it look it shows that you looked at that. Um, but like, yeah, Elon, like, so I guess the latest Twitter evaluation is, um, it's it's now down to eight billion by some accounts somewhere between eight and ten and you know he bought it for 44 um so a lot of people are saying like the, oh he he's desperate like that's why he's doing all these things to torpedo it to get people to pay but if you do the math he's never going to make that up with getting people to pay eight dollars a month uh so it's clear he's ne he was never in it to make money like he was like this is not he he did the he's did this to destroy to create chaos yeah like he, you know, he knew oh, um, how much, especially like people on the left, like, you know, that that's where they get news. That's where they kind of um, like, you know, sort of gra grassroots things happen. And so he realized that if you can disrupt that, then it's eventually it's just going to be all right wing voices, which he has no problem with. And he has no problem with losing the money because it's not his money. The uh, like the I'm. I guarantee you, if you looked into the backers of Twitter, there's a whole lot of money coming from, you know, nefarious places like, uh, you know, the Saudis and such. Oh, who they don't give, they don't give a shit about losing money because they have endless money, and but they do care. They do care about changing elections. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So if, if anybody's still thinking that Elon's in this to make money, he's not, he doesn't care. Oh, uh, he, he's, he's in it to control, uh, communication and get people's information that's what that's yeah. what that purchase was it was for our information 
band. And and to get his, um, I the the thing that annoys me the most is the 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 up upticking the 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 verified accounts, the Twitter blue accounts. Now all the the top comments on any tweet are the blue check marks. Right. So you have to scroll so far down to see people that aren't Musk fan, you know, like Musk fanboys. Um, and you are <laughs> and you are scrolling through comments as I've discovered. I like the com- Yeah, I, I yes. Well, I mean, not anymore. Not Twitter anymore. No, no. It's a, hell, it's a hellhole. But no, like like we were discussed. I I don't remember what we were looking. Up I, I last oh, night, you, last night I found these uh, gentlemen in England who are what do you say seventy late seventies ish? Definitely septuagenarian or higher. Yes. Yeah. So and they're rappers. And they're good. Pete and Bass. Is it Bass? Is that who? Or Bass. It's Bass. Bass. Yeah. And I recommend Pete and Bass. B-A-S. They're on YouTube. Also on iTunes if you want to down. And I promise you, once you hear the song, you will download that shit. Because it slaps. And I go, I go, I I just sent Nate a DM. I was like, new favorite thing. And, uh. Mr. World, what is it? Uh, Mr. World Order, I think is the one of the. I think it's Mr. Worldwide. W- Mr. Worldwide, I yeah, recommend yeah. highly. That's my favorite one. The yeah, video is fucking yeah, you, fantastic. The, yeah, you look at these. Vi- so it's two older British men, two older white British men. That actually is important because, yes. because of the insanity of it all, and and like their their crew in the videos are also older. I assume British, but they're older men. Yes. Um, and at first glance, when you sent me the the link, and I looked at the just before I clicked on it, I was like, "Okay, this has to be some sort of novelty thing." And then you click on it, and you're like, "Um, this still might be a novelty, but it's really good. It's like, and it's not just like your, it's just not like a um, like a novelty rap. It's the, the the type of rap they're doing. I don't know how familiar you are with hip hop. That that genre is called uh, UK drill. Yep." Like drill, drill rap is like an American thing. It started. It's like it's very heavy on like violence, and and it, it has a certain beat to it. Um, it's also and there's a British version. It's yes. called UK drill, and it's also called grime. Like some of the, the I actually used to like grime a lot because I used to love. Do you remember? Um, she was like big in the mid aughts. Her name was Lady Sovereign. Yeah, she's like a British. Yeah, she, yeah. She she was grime. Uh, Dizzy Rascal, who I love, right. is also grime. Um, but like you, you hear these guys, and you're like, "This song is really good." And then I scrolled through the YouTube comments, and YouTube comments, unlike Twitter comments, don't tend to be they te- they're not as mean. They tend to be more complimentary, right? Um, and I was shocked going through these comments from people that clearly knew knew hip hop, knew rap, and they were their their comments were immediately like, "Guys, this is really good." They, like so many comments would say things like, "I was ready to make fun of these guys." But these guys are good. Yeah, like, that's, that's my like, thought. Flow, I was like, their, and a, a couple of the people that comments were like, "Go back and listen to the the lyrics, not just the beat. Listen to their lyrics." And people were like, "These lyrics are, are as the as the kids say, the bars. These bars are really good." And I started listening to more, and I'm like, "Yeah, this this song. This, I this wouldn't is have good sent st- you that just because I'm like, I was like, I listened to it, and I'm like, to me, the the accent doesn't play a, a factor. To like, I can hear what they're saying, no problem. I'm like, yeah, and, yeah." I'm yeah, like, no, it's 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 weird. Like, I'm the same with Dizzy Rascal. Like, Dizzy Rascal has a very thick accent. I'm not sure where he's from, but I think London. I think somewhere in London. But like his his accent is very thick when he raps, but you can still understand everything he says. Right. Um. But there's yeah, I was. It's a it's great music to like work out to or run to because it's just very upbeat. 
but I highly I thank you for introducing it to me. Oh, no I problem. Was so, I was so happy to see it on iTunes, even though, because again, when you first click on it, click on the link, you're like, is this a novelty thing? Like, is this just like a Because, you know, you'll see like TikToks of old people doing things, things that you associate with younger th- people. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a thing I, thing. This is like they're, they're, and I'm like, have had it, boys. I'm like, it, it was impressive. And uh, anyone who's hearing this, they're, they're, you know, check it out. Like, yeah, Pete, Pete and Baz doesn't cost you anything. Just a few minutes of your time, and you'll be like, always feel free to leave a message via the Instagrams to Nate or myself. Um, yeah, you, you know where You're to welcome. Find. The most of you follow us, anyways. Uh, but we have you can send it to the actual, uh, you know, because we we've used the uh, the yeah. what's happened to us uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot I, I totally still have the, I totally still have the password to that. Uh, Actually, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm still. Uh, I'm, I'm still, very I'm much still, up on it. I'm still. I'm still logged in. I may have been accidentally logged out of the Twitter account, but I am still definitely logged into the. Yeah, the oh yeah, the Twitter account is just is because of the following that had uh, been done by a certain person. Our our feed is very interesting. So. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. And I used to have them. I made the mistake of turn, turning notifications on 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 Twitter was always a mistake. Same yeah. with Instagram. But like I, I somehow had it turned on where I was still getting notifications for the for the pod account. Yeah. And they're so they're weird notifications. I'm like, I don't even follow this person. Oh, it's the other account. And it's the other um, account. And it's like it's just random, like the purple star thing, whatever that yeah. is. I'm like, what what's yeah. going on here? I'm like, that's different. I'm just like yeah, we, we're we're very old man yells at clouds when it comes to some of this stuff. Yeah. I'm sure the I'm sure the kids know know what's going on. I don't uh, know, I don't get the purple star thing, like the recommended follow. Um, I guess I don't no, know. I don't know I, what it is. I don't know. It's very weird. Uh, yeah. yeah. I I I I don't think I'll adapt to ever learn try to learn about it. No. Um, did you see, if did you see that crazy video of the the woman on the plane the final destination situation? Uh, huh? it, it came out like it came out like two or three days ago, but I I just really kind of caught wind of it yesterday. It was a woman on a I don't recall the, if it was American or what airline, but I believe leaving from Dallas Fort Worth, where somebody caught video. You know, there's the all, people people wild out on planes as you know especially since the pandemic things have gone uh, haywire uh it's a little this wrong one, everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah but this one was unusual in that normally when you see flip outs it's it's regarding masks or somebody's yelling about politics or somebody's doing something uh or they're just drunk you know that 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 was the old school getting kicked off a plane because you were too drunk right uh would you really have to be drunk to get kicked off a plane for being drunk um before it takes off before it takes off um but uh, no, this was video. It was this woman who, uh, I don't know, probably in her 40s, maybe. I don't know. But she was screaming on a plane, but it was really creepy. She was screaming about a man who was in the back of the plane who was going to cra- cause harm to the plane. And she was yelling, everybody needs to get off the plane. And people were, even other folks on the plane were like, there's nobody back there. I, we don't know who she's talking about. Right. Speaking of like seeing ghosts. Um like so people are like what is this woman talking about and even the 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 crew of the plane was like we don't we don't know what's happening this woman's having a clearly some sort of psychotic episode yelling about this man on the plane who's gonna hurt them so they but to to be cautious they had to evacuate the plane because they they, you have to be you have to be sure 
just because nobody saw what she was talking about doesn't mean there's not something. So they evacuated the plane. I think it ended up getting delayed for a couple hours. Well, they searched this plane, found nothing, loaded people back on, and the plane went on its way. The woman was escorted off. Oh, I don't think she was even arrested. She wasn't like, but she was she was not let back on. But people just kept making the uh, the Final Destination mm-hmm. reference. It's fi- it was the plot of Final Destination, the first Final Destination. Where yeah. Famously, in the movie, Devin Sawa, who is a star that really, I don't know why, what happened to him. I don't know why he didn't, be, uh, he had a drug problem. That but, usually goes with the, the hand yeah, in the hand yeah. part. But, yeah. you know, he had a, he had a, he had a run there. Uh, Wait, he was which, uh, you know, uh, Idle Hands, right? Yeah, yeah, I, which such an underrated movie. It really Great is. Movie. Great, Great horror movie. movie. God, Jessica Alba in that, oh my God. Oh. Like, that was the first time I, like, many of us learned who Jessica Alba was, and it was an awakening. Uh, and Seth Green was, like, the best friend. Um, but Devin Sawa also was, you know, famously played Junior in Little Giants. He was, like, a heartthrob for a while. He was he played the human version of Casper in Casper the, 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 the Ghost movie. Right. Um, but, yeah, he was in Final Destination. Like, in the movie, he, he and, like, his class are going on, like, a trip to, I think it was to Paris or to Europe. And he has like a premonition before, like while he's on the plane or, or maybe it's while he's in the airport, he has a premonition about the plane exploding. And so he gets off the plane and gets his friends off the plane. And then it turns out the plane did explode. And then the rest of the movie is basically he cheated death. So death is coming back and trying to kill all the people that cheated death. And that's exactly what this was. Everybody's like this woman, it, it had something happen to the plane. That's yeah. basically what the woman did. She had a premonition of somebody doing something, except it turned out to just not be right. But it was still super creepy because somebody was filming her doing this. Like, you know, somebody just had their camera out watching this woman flip out. And uh, I don't know what I would have done if it was on that plane. Like, I don't know. I might I might have been uncomfortable getting back on it. Like, that's that's freaky. That's scary. I love when you bring up these actors. I go through a scroll through of like their uh, their film because it's it just like IMDb is open on the computer. So I'm like, oh, I haven't. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Post 2004, he has a very big black hole of roles because he really did disappear. Um, it was no. He had three roles in two roles in 05, Shooting Gallery and Extreme Dating. It was just bad movies. Devil's yeah. Den, Creatures of Darkness. Did a guest spot on uh, NCIS Los Angeles. He's working. So these the, the the role, but all the roles you just named are some like the 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 roles that I named that he was known for are big time movies. Oh yeah. Once you start once you start getting a guest role on like CSI, uh, something happened. Something okay. to your career happened, and it's not good. And as is often the case, drugs were involved. Yep. He did, um, okay. So if you look at two thousand, where uh, Final Destination was two thousand, The Guilty, he performed in Eminem's. Uh, yeah, he's, oh, fa- oh, that's actually probably what most wa- made famous for. He was Stan in the Stan music video. Yeah. yeah, that's probably if you don't if you know him from anything, it's probably that. Like, um, uh, if you obviously child actor, there's a dark period. Like he did Slackers was like his last big movie. Oh, I, like I would Slackers say with the Schwartzman. Yeah. yeah, Jason Schwartzman. That was a funny movie. Uh, he was in, uh, like, and then it was like um, nothing I've ever heard of. He was in. He he actually come to think of it, he was in Nikita the the reboot with um oh, yeah, Maggie yeah, Q. The show. uh did yeah 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 but it didn't last very long 32 episodes 3 years did it oh yeah. this that's not, really that's not a horrible run he made a return in SL uh SLC Punk 2 i didn't realize there was, there was oh, a sequel that's a, fa- that's a favorite of Sam and I uh he was in that uh, with Siegel and a few others and uh, Matthew Lillard yep 
like he's done the TV spots. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he's you know like uh, he's there. There were a number of actors from those aughts who 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 thought you thought were going to be huge, uh, but drugs or other things derailed them. Like <laughs> unfortunately, several several of them are no longer with us. Like Brad, you know, your Brad Renfro's, mm. um, and uh, another one who uh, I believe he's still. I hope he's still alive. Nick Stahl. Do you remember Nick Stahl? He is still alive. He, I do remember him. Uh, but like his, his drug thing was bad. Like he was living on the streets. Yeah. Bad. He, uh, but like he was an up and coming star of Terminator 3 and and uh, a number. He was awesome in Sin City. Like he, he's, he was. You remember when the Mavericks won the, like, the NBA championship? 2011 yeah he was at the, the yeah. den every time they played because he uh really? they, because they won when he went there with his family at the time oh and it became a he was a very like you know uh like uh what's what's the word i'm looking for uh, uh superstitious so he'd always sit in that middle wow. booth in the tv by the fireplace hey, you know for those games no no hate there no um, um he, you know, his his first big role when he was a uh, young child actor was the. Uh, do you remember the classic Mel Mel Gibson movie, The Man Without a Face? Yes. He plays the little underrated kid. Underrated film. In Not my bad. Not bad. You know what? It it it's painful to go back through the just because of what Mel Gibson has become. Oh he yeah, he made well, some great movies. Just some great movies. What's the one with uh, him and uh, Robert Downey Jr. The, the when they're the pilots? Air America. That is amazing. Air America. It's amazing that you say that because that was the first one I was just about to say that is so underrated. And that is why to this day Robert Downey Jr. Uh, gives Mel Gibson all the credit for saving his life. Oh yeah, it was him because and Gary Shandling was... and uh one other person. Um they got when he, because Mel paid for his insurance for filming Kiss yeah, Kiss because, Bang Bang yeah, because no one else un- would pay uninsur- it. Uninsurable. Yeah. yeah, absolutely uninsurable. Um the yeah, and 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 that's why to this day when like Robert Downey Jr even though he acknowledges the horrible things that Mel Gibson's done, he'll still say you know he saved he saved my life so i still consider him a friend yeah which that i can un- i can understand yeah. that no yo, I can't. like that yeah. yeah he did a yeah. um that, that was a i mean that was like a weird hybrid of like an action and comedy it was like i yeah. think it was vietnam era like they were like drop they were it was a plane that like dropped supplies in the jungle uh fun, great movie yeah, yeah. The, the, like the the lesser known mel, mel i keep wanting to say mel brooks the, like the 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 lesser known Mel Gibson movies like that, or like Man Without a Face. A lot of people might, might not remember Man Without a Face. Oh, definitely. Like um, the younger generations would not know that one, or they would they be go go looking for it? To be yeah. honest, like I mean, people I, won't I look for Mel Gibson great. movies, like the, like the the yeah. offshoot ones. Like uh, was it Forever Young? Uh, I liked Forever Young. I liked Forever Young a lot. Some, he's Frozen. He's yeah. got some bangers of like movies, like which make no sense. It's like. The, tree, the the lake house makes no no sense of a movie, but it's Keanu Reeves, and um, I will forever be. I love Keanu sense. Reeves. What are you they live two years apart. What's not five years? Five years. What, was it five? Five years? I think it's five years. That was two. Was it? Whatever. Whatever. Uh, but what's what's it's two or I five mean, years? It's somewhere in that per- range. Makes so. perfect sense. I mean, just you know, I mean, they were on a bus. You know what? I like to I like to think that's the same universe as as, as Speed. Hmm. Like that. You know they're playing the same characters, even though I think he's an architect in the Lake House. One of them's an architect. I don't remember. It's been I own that too. It's been a while. You know, saying that I own all these DVDs means very little now because I don't even think I own a DVD player to be honest. I still have one. I still have one left. Like, I probably do somewhere, 
but I don't know where it is. And my computer, obviously, you know, drives don't exist like that anymore. Like, you know, it's, you have to do it externally. On most I have an external uh, Apple one if you need it. I'll send it your way. Uh, yeah, please do. Please do, because <laughs> I watch a ton of DVDs. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's... It's a, it's a it's a fun uh, nostalgia. Like as as everyone knows, your nostalgia bit has uh, been taken off in the 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 listeners' ears. So I'm assuming. Oh, I have one. Don't worry. I, okay, okay, you do have one. Right. I assume. Yeah. And and the added bonus is um because uh it's Fourth of July, Fourth of July weekend's weird. So I don't know if you saw that um uh, Indiana Jones did not do well. Did not do great. It made over the holiday weekend, which I think goes through Tuesday. So that's like you're talking about like a five four or five day weekend uh it made 85 right which actually was within the window of what they expected but compared to what movies you i mean like a mo- endgame made like a hundred million dollars on friday when yeah. it came out but that was a different, different time movie different time yeah and different time like um but so so they were expecting about what indiana jones made but people said that like it's kind of holiday weekends like memorial day and labor day are huge for movies Fourth of July, even though you think of the huge movies that come out on Fourth of July, like famously Will Smith, he was the king of Fourth of July. Right. Like Independence Day, Wild Wild West, Men in Black, those all came out Fourth of July weekend. But if you think about it, traditionally Fourth of July is not a big weekend for movies because people don't people go out, people do fireworks, they go out, you know, they go to parties. They don't go to movies. You know, people go out of town. So like movies don't generally do amazingly on Fourth of July. But the list that I looked up, I just picked as usual a random year. I picked 1987. Um, okay. Fourth of July, Fourth of July weekend, 1987, and who boy was this something? Let me. Um, okay, domestic box office, July Fourth, 1987. Number one is actually a bit of a surprise. Dragnet. With uh, uh, Tom, the the movie version with Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd, yeah, not a not a great movie, but uh, it had, it, it had name. Take, take that out of your mouth. It, it was fine. It's a fantastic but it had name, film. It had, name, it had name recognition at that point, so right. it being number one is not a huge surprise. But when you see the other movies on this list, it's surprising that it was number one. Uh, number two, Full Metal Jacket. Okay. Definitely, you know, there was that era of the of the '80s, early '90s, when all the huge directors were doing their their own uh, Vietnam movies. Yeah, so the, the, like the plethora like you, of Vietnam. You had, movies. Yeah, you had Oliver Stone did Platoon. Right. You had this uh, Full Metal oh, Jacket okay. was uh, uh, what's his name? Kubrick. The guy uh, what? No. Um, no, Kubrick. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, who did the other big one? There was another director that did a huge Vietnam movie that I. It's escaping me. Um, there's platoon that, and I don't know. There's, pl- uh, there's but, so many Vietnam movies. It's like born on the. No, there were so July. many. No, no, no. This was another huge director that was like right around that same time, and I the the movies escaping me. Um, but uh, oh oh, tangent. Another absolute banger of a Mel Gibson movie, Vietnam. We were soldiers. Eh. I fucking love that movie. That movie is fantastic. Uh, I even I love the movie so much. I went and read the book it was based on immediately after seeing it. The movie, the book was called "We Were Sold." We were young, we were soldiers once and young. Um, but uh, yeah, whatever the I can't think of what the third uh, Vietnam movie was. Um, uh, number, th- I'll, I'll keep looking. You you keep going. Okay, N- number three on the box office, one of my all time favorite movies, Inner Space. 
with that uh, is a good one you know, with uh dennis quaid, quaid and... martin short meg ryan i don't know if that's the movie that he and meg ryan met dennis quaid and meg ryan met on i, I don't recall if they were married yet at that point or if that's where they met um number four is a bit of a cheat because it was a re-release of snow white and the seven dwarfs yeah it counts um uh good morning vietnam i think is what you're thinking no that i mean that was another one but that wasn't the one i'm thinking it, it'll probably come to me full metal jacket platoon and then what the hell was the other one um it was like a huge director too um okay number five and this is where this the, the next five movies are so they bang so hard adventures in babysitting right awesome Yes. Uh, the one of the first film appearances of Thor. I don't know if that counts as part of the MCU. It should. Uh, where Vincent D'Onofrio sort of plays Thor. We're not sure. Um, number six, RoboCop. Okay. Um, number seven, Beverly Hills Cop Two. A good. That's a quality sequel. It's a oh. quality sequel. Number eight, Spaceballs. Number nine, another uh, another kind of sequel that doesn't get the love it deserves revenge of the nerds 2 nerds in paradise mm. that was the uh, and what's funny about that in adventures in babysitting is that is where brad those two movies are where bradley whitford sort of made a name for himself as playing the asshole villain like the 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 yeah you know, the just the the jerk like he was he was elizabeth shoe's boyfriend in uh, adventures in babysitting he played the um i forget what the were the, the alpha betas i think were the 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 enemy um, frat in in the Re Revenge of the Nerds movies, right? And then he, then he went on to play that essentially that same asshole character again in Billy Madison, right? Um, so uh, yeah, and then uh, number ten, which is a V-stick, which I believe we talked about like which a few is a weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, it came up because um, it because it had the incredible cast. Um, then we couldn't 11. remember Susan Sarandon. We oh, yeah, yeah, we we could remember Michelle Pfeiffer and Cher. We could not remember Susan Sarandon. Number eleven, Predator. Oh yeah classic uh and so I'm, I'm i'm going up high to this just because of the number of movies the good ones in it uh right after that the untouchables classic not the best movie but a classic uh, i don't i think it's one of those watchable like you can always watch that no matter what kind of movie uh yes that's true a i'm not saying soundtrack. it's uh shawshank quality of that but you could be no, like no oh, it's not you can catch no, it wherever it, and finish it kind of thing yeah yeah especially especially certain scenes mm. um number 14 a, a movie famously brought up on this show many many times jaws the revenge oh yes jaws the revenge the michael michael kane vehicle that he loves to talk about uh, um and you know what i'm glad we i'm glad this this came up back to him another actor cannot do an american accent have you ever seen michael kane do anything but a michael kane accent no because Michael Caine can't is do Michael Caine. Can't, can't do it. He's Michael Caine. He can't, he can't speak in any way other than Michael Caine. And I'm I'm looking at the list that I'm thinking of right now, Nate, that you would be like, okay, this is the movie that you were thinking of and could not think of. The reason I didn't suggest it is because it was made several years earlier, as in 1979. It was Apocalypse Now. That was it. You're absolutely right. That was it. I was that like, that was the only it, reason I, I didn't suggest it because I'm like, it wasn't in the era that you were talking. Like, no, but you're absolutely right. I see. In my head, I was thinking of the huge directors making their Vietnam movie. Yeah, you're right. It was not the same era, but that is exactly what I was thinking. That's why I was like, Good Morning um, Vietnam. I was like, and Born on the Fourth of July all fit in that window. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't. And think... if you if you wanted to go a little bit earlier, Deer Hunters in there, but uh, but you're absolutely right that because that was Coppola's like Oliver um, Stonehead, yeah, platoon. Soon. Kubrick had Full Metal Jacket. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And on, I, I, there's another time where I said Bradley Whitford was in two of those. Famously, Vincent D'Onofrio 
awesome in Full Metal Jacket, awesome in Adventures in Babysitting, where he played Thor. Um, okay, number 15, and now I'm only going to go up to 20, but again, like just because these are awesome. Um, number 15 is uh, uh, Summer School, one of the great 80s movies. Uh, do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Um, with Mark Harmon. Mark, Mark Harmon. First time I saw that we get, we were blessed with, just like Jessica Alba, blessed with her in Idle Hands. Uh, Summer School was the first time we were blessed with Courtney Thorne Smith. That's the one. I was like, t- I, yeah. Tiffany Amber Thiessen was stuck in my head, and I was like, it's a three name. It's a, it's a tri- triple name. It's, it's a, a triple, triple name, name, and I was like, and I was like Melrose Place. Uh, um, okay, just 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 go, okay. La Bamba next up. La oh, Bamba. Okay. Um, and then uh, Harry and the Hendersons, which I feel like we talked about. We did uh, that popped up in the one of the other ones. Yeah. And then the last two, uh, number nineteen, Superman four: The Quest for Peace. Okay. Which was fucking terrible. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. And then, but I mean, eh, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. And then number twenty was uh, Secret of My Success. Which you want to talk about, uh, we talk about Mel Gibson and like his little kind of under the radar, great 80s, 90s movies. Michael J. Fox oh, has so many of those. So many. Michael J. Fox, you, imid- you immediately associate, obviously, with Back to the Future, deservedly so. But he had so many great, like, smaller movies. I, I just watched like, Doc Hollywood the other night. Oh, my God. Doc Hollywood's my fa- I, I was just going to. I love Doc Hollywood. Secret that, to, that to movie, My Success is that, my favorite of his. That, that uh, Doc Hollywood's mine. Uh, but that movie kind of has a dark undertone dark like well no well yes but a dark kind of shadow over it because that's the movie where he discovered he had parkinson's yeah while he was filming doc hollywood is when he realized his well, his pinky was trembling oh so again don't mean to ruin the movie but awesome movie um he also he made some dramas in there that people forget about like bright lights big city where he played a drug ed- addicted writer yep uh he played uh uh, but Secret of My Success, the the female lead in it was uh, one Helen Slater, oh. also a very un- unheralded career. She deserved better. She did, uh, but I, I think that's I don't know why she just women why she being treated a by star. that's women. It's just how the industry is. True, but she made some bangers, man. The Legend of Billie Jean. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was my list. But that that I mean, so those twenty movies were out at the same time, man. I, I just want to go we down this. Uh, you got me in the Michael J. Fox. Uh, the, uh, well, let me see if I get what. Okay, he was also in the one with Justine Bateman where they played um, in a band. What was it called? Like the not the Runaways. Um, oh, they were like in a they were in a band together. Um, uh, oh god! No, not Justine Bateman. I, it was uh, it was Joan Joan Jett. I think was in it. Yes. No, it Joan Jett, Joan Jett was in the band The Runaways. I'm confusing them. But he was in a movie where he was in a band. It's not Bright Lights, Big City. No, Bradley's Big City is the one I just mentioned where he plays the drug addicted yeah. writer. Uh, light of uh, Day, no. Light of, could have been Light of Day. Um, not Poison Ivy. TV movie, not Poison Ivy with uh, the other Poison Ivy. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, you know, an a, a cl- absolute classic, and friend of the show Kevin and I love this movie to death, is uh, one of his early movies it's called Midnight Madness. Uh, I think it came in like 82, 83. Like it was even pre, um, pre uh, uh, Family Ties. It was like this great, 80. it kind of fit in it was 80. 80. Okay. Yeah. He was real young in it. It was kind of fit that mold of like, remember Meatballs? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, like it. those kind of raw, you know, those raunchy 80s R rated comedies that had a ton of nudity. Uh, but they were like, you know, funny. But it was, um, 
yeah, J- Michael J. Fox made some absolute. Ba- oh, you know, and uh, drama is another drama that um, a lot of people don't like. But speaking of a Vietnam, everybody has their Vietnam movie. He made Casualties of War with Sean Penn. I don't know if you remember that one. Yep. Uh, very Light- good. Oh, was, uh, Light of Day was the movie that he plays the rocker. Yeah, with the band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was was it Joan Jett or who was it uh, like? It was. Yeah, it was Joan Jett. You are uh, correct. Okay. There you go. I asked. There you go. Um, I yeah, I used to love. I mean. What, back in my uh, Schnooks video days, remember that that was a oh. segment we could pull pull out of the mothballs, the uh, Schnooks video employee pick of the week. Uh, I used to just find these just random Michael J. Fox movies that just weren't even like in print. They were the kind of movies that Blockbuster would never carry. Um, and I just fucking loved them, man. And on that high note, we're gonna get out of here. Like, look how look how often we came back to Michael J. Fox. We, we, we started to. with them with the bad with the bad Irish accent. Yep. Got to, got to go full circle for an episode. That's how we do. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Indeed. <laughs>